Section 16C Military Pay Allowances and Entitlements. Military Pay and Allowances. Department of Defense 7000.14 R, Volume 7A, Military Pay Policy, Active Duty and Reserve Pay. The Joint Travel Regulation and Air Force Manual 65 116, Volume 1, Defense Joint Military Pay System Active Component FSO Procedures, contain guidance on pay and allowances and related entitlements. Military Basic Pay. Basic pay is the fundamental component of military pay and typically the largest component of a member's pay. Every member is entitled to basic pay while on regular Air Force, with some exceptions, such as during periods of unauthorized absence, excess leave, or after an enlistment expires. Annual military pay raises are set by Congress and the President in the National Defense Authorization Act. In accordance with federal law 37, United States Code 1009, the January 1 annual pay raise will automatically match the private sector wage increases, as measured by the Employment Cost Index for the previous year. If, because of a national emergency or serious economic conditions affecting the general welfare, the President may submit a plan to Congress requesting a lower annual pay raise. Grade and length of military service determine the actual rate of basic pay. Military pay date is important because this date determines the length of service for pay purposes. In general, the pay date should be the same date the individual entered on regular Air Force if he or she had no prior service before entering the Air Force. However, if the individual previously served in certain governmental agencies, the Air Force adjusts the pay date to reflect credit for these periods. Periods of absence without leave, desertion, and sickness or injury due to personal misconduct will result in negative pay date adjustments. Leave and Earnings Statement Defense Finance and Accounting Service Form 702, Defense Finance and Accounting Service Military Leave and Earnings Statement, is a comprehensive statement of a member's entitlements, deductions, allotments, leave information, tax withholding information, and traditional thrift savings plan and the Roth thrift savings plan information. Verify and keep your leave and earning statement each month with increased attention when returning from deployment or when making changes such as marriage, divorce, or birth of a child. If your pay varies significantly and you don't understand why, or if you have any questions, consult your servicing finance office. The MyPay system allows members to view their leave and earning statement, as well as initiate changes to selective items affecting their pay. Military Allowances and Entitlements Allowances are monies provided for specific needs, such as food or housing. Monetary allowances are provided when the government does not provide for that specific need. For example, the quantity of government housing is not sufficient to house all military members and their families. Those who live in government housing do not receive full housing allowances. Those who do not live in government housing receive allowances to assist with the cost of obtaining commercial housing. The most common allowances are basic allowances for subsistence and basic allowance for housing. Most members receive both of these allowances, and in many cases, these allowances comprise a significant portion of the member's total pay. Other than Continental United States Cost of Living Allowance, allowances are not taxable, which is an additional embedded benefit for military pay. Basic Allowance for Substance Basic allowance for subsistence is a non taxable allowance used to offset the cost of the service member's meals. 
most junior grade enlisted members assigned to a single type government quarters at their permanent duty station are required to eat in the government dining facilities, receive basic allowance for subsistence, and are charged the discounted meal rate, which is deducted from their pay. When certified by the commanding officer or designee, members are allowed to claim reimbursement for missed meals. Housing allowances. Housing allowances are based on members' grade, dependency status, and duty location. The location determines whether the allowance is basic allowance for housing or overseas housing allowance. In some cases, members who are not able to take their family to the permanent duty station. Are eligible for payment of family separation housing allowance, in addition to basic allowance for housing or overseas housing allowance. Basic allowance for housing. The intent of basic allowance for housing is to provide uniformed service members accurate and equitable housing compensation, based on housing costs in local civilian housing markets. This allowance is payable when government quarters are not provided. Many Air Force installations have privatized their quarters, meaning that private contractors have taken over much of the previously Air Force-owned and operated family housing. Members in these privatized quarters are entitled to basic allowance for housing. And the rental agreement requires a rent amount not to exceed the basic allowance for housing entitlement paid via allotment. Members without dependents residing in government single-type quarters are entitled to partial basic allowance for housing, unless the quarters, including government leased quarters, exceed the minimum standards of single quarters for their grade. Members living in a single-type government quarters who pay court-ordered child support may qualify for differential basic allowances for housing differential. The leave and earning statement displays the basic allowance for housing rate below the heading entitlements, listed as basic allowance for housing. The pay data portion of the leave and earning statement shows the basic allowance for housing type and basic allowance for housing dependents, as well as other housing-related data. Overseas housing allowance. Overseas housing allowance is a cost reimbursement-based allowance to help defray housing costs incident to assignments to a permanent duty station outside the United States. Members are reimbursed actual rental cost not to exceed the maximum overseas housing allowance rate for each locality, grade, and dependency status. There are two types of allowances paid under overseas housing allowance. Move-in housing allowance and monthly overseas housing allowance, including a utility reoccurring maintenance allowance. The location move-in housing allowance for those who qualify is based on the average move-in cost for members. The monthly overseas housing allowance is the rent up to the rental allowance at a permanent duty station. Plus the utility reoccurring maintenance allowance. Family separation housing. The purpose of family separation housing is to pay a member for added housing expenses resulting from enforced separation from dependents. There are two types of family separation housing: family separation housing, basic allowance for housing and family separation housing, overseas housing allowance. Family separation housing basic allowance for housing is payable in a monthly amount equal to the without dependent basic allowance for housing rate applicable to the member's grade and permanent duty station. Family separation housing overseas housing allowance is payable in a monthly amount up to the without dependent overseas housing allowance. Rate applicable to the member's grade and permanent duty station. For additional guidance, consult the Joint Travel Regulation at http://www.defensetravel.dod.mil/site/2022-2023.
slash travelreg.cfm. Clothing Replacement Allowance Enlisted military members receive an annual allowance to help maintain, repair, and replace initial issue uniform items as necessary. There are two types of clothing replacement allowance. Clothing replacement allowance basic, a preliminary replacement allowance paid annually between the 6th and 36th month of regular Air Force, and clothing replacement allowance standard, an allowance that automatically replaces clothing replacement allowance basic after 36 months of regular Air Force. Entitlement to either allowance depends on the individual's entered on regular Air Force date in his or her master military pay account. This allowance is paid at the end of the member's anniversary month and appears on the leave and earning statement opposite clothing under the entitlements heading. Family Separation Allowance Family Separation Allowance is a type of allowance payable to members with dependents in addition to any other allowance or per diem to which a member may be entitled. Family Separation Allowance has three different categories. Family Separation Allowance Restricted, Family Separation Allowance Serving on Ships, and Family Separation Allowance Temporary. A member may not receive more than one payment of family separation allowance for the same period, even though qualified for family separation allowance restricted and family separation allowance serving on ships or family separation allowance temporary. The purpose of family separation allowance is to compensate qualified members for added expenses incurred because of an enforced family separation. Members are eligible for family separation allowance restricted if transportation of dependents, including dependents acquired after effective date of orders, is not authorized at government expense, and the dependents do not live in the vicinity of the member's permanent duty station. Family separation allowance serving on ships applies to members serving on ships away from their home port continuously for more than 30 days. A member is eligible for family separation allowance temporary if the member is on temporary duty away from their permanent station continuously for more than 30 days, and the member's dependents are not residing at or near the temporary duty station. This includes members required to perform a period of the temporary duty before reporting to their initial station of assignment. Station Allowances Outside the Continental United States The aim of overseas station allowances is to help defray the higher-than-normal cost of living or cost in procuring housing in overseas areas. Allowances the Department of Defense authorizes only at certain overseas locations include temporary lodging allowance and cost-of-living allowance. Members receive information regarding their specific entitlements during in-processing at the new location. Members may also receive information from their local finance office upon notification of a pending overseas assignment. Continental United States Cost of Living Allowance Continental United States Cost of Living Allowance is payable to members assigned to designated high-cost areas within the continental United States. For additional information, see Joint Travel Regulation, Chapter 8. Special and Incentive Pay A number of special and incentive pays recognize certain aspects of duty, including but not limited to hazardous duty incentive pay, imminent danger pay, special duty assignment pay, enlisted flying duty incentive pay, and hardship duty pay location. Also included are enlistment and re-enlistment bonuses. Deductions. The two general categories of payroll deductions are involuntary and voluntary deductions. Involuntary deductions. Withholding income tax. 
Department of Defense 7000.14-R, Volume 7A, Chapter 44, outlines specific taxable and non-taxable items. All pay is considered income for federal and state income tax purposes. For example, basic pay, incentive pay, special pay, lump sum payment of accrued leave, and separation pay. Allowances considered non-taxable on 9 September 1986 remain non-taxable. For example, basic allowance for subsistence remains non-taxable, and continental United States cost-of-living allowance is taxable. The leave and earnings statement reflects the current month and year-to-date income for Social Security, federal income tax, and state income tax purposes under the headings FICA taxes, Fed taxes, and state taxes in the middle of the form. Defense Finance and Accounting Service is responsible for ensuring the leave and earnings statement provides the necessary pay and entitlement information. Federal Insurance Contributions Act, FICA, Taxes The FICA requires federal agencies to withhold FICA, Social Security and Medicare taxes, from the basic pay of military members covered by the Social Security Act and to pay matching FICA taxes to the Social Security Administration. Federal Income Tax Withholding, FITW. FITW is used to provide for national programs such as defense, community development, and law enforcement. The FITW complies with the Treasury Department Circular E as implemented in military service directives. A member may authorize an additional monthly amount of FITW. State Income Tax Withholding, SITW. The tax law of the state where the member is a legal resident determines whether the member must pay state taxes. The amount withheld depends upon the state tax rate. One-time payments may also be subject to state tax. The state for tax purposes is reflected in the first column on the leave and earnings statement under State Taxes. Armed Forces Retirement Home, AFRH. Monthly deductions from the pay of regular enlisted members up to a maximum of $1, are set by the Secretary of Defense after consulting with the AFRH board. The money helps support the United States soldiers, airmen's, and naval homes. Voluntary Deductions Military members may establish voluntary deductions, such as allotments to help administer their personal finances. Effective January 1, 2015, members are not authorized to start allotments for the purchase, lease, or rental of personal property. Personal property includes vehicles, example, automobiles, motorcycles, or boats, appliances or household goods, example, a washer, dryer, furniture, electronics, example, laptop, tablet, cell phone, or television, and other consumer items that are tangible and movable. Members may also have an allotment for a personal savings program, support of family members, and payment of insurance premiums. Members may control certain discretionary allotments through MyPay. However, there can be no more than one discretionary allotment to the same allottee. Non-discretionary allotments have limited uses, such as charitable contributions, loan repayment to the Air Force Aid Society, garnishment for commercial debts, and delinquent travel charge card debt. To allow for sufficient processing time, allotments should be requested about 30 days before the desired month. Occasionally, an allotment transaction may occur after the cutoff date for the mid-month payday. This will result in the entire amount of the allotment being deducted from the end-of-month pay. Normally, if the member is paid twice a month, the allotment is deducted in equal amounts from the mid-month and end-of-month pay. If the individual receives pay once a month, 
the entire amount is deducted from the monthly paycheck. There are certain cutoff dates that affect when allotments can be processed. Contact your local finance office for assistance. The maximum amount of service members' group life insurance coverage is $400,000, and members are covered by law at the maximum rate unless they decline or reduce coverage. Service members' group life insurance automatically insures an eligible member against death when the member is performing regular Air Force or regular Air Force for training for an ordered period of more than 30 days. However, an individual may choose less coverage in amounts divisible by $50,000 or elect no coverage, but he or she must do so in writing. Additionally, family service members' group life insurance covers spouses and dependent children when the eligible member also participates in service members' group life insurance coverage, including military spouses. There is a monthly deduction for spousal coverage. The amount of the deduction depends on the amount of coverage. Each child is covered in the amount of $10,000 at no cost to the member. The member may not elect to insure any child for less than $10,000. Service members' group life insurance and family service members' group life insurance premiums are deducted from members' military pay each month. The Military Personnel Section is the Office of Primary Responsibility for Administering the Program. Military Pay Schedules Regular Payments Military members are paid on a monthly basis with the option to receive payments once or twice per month. Members receive a statement, net pay advice, of the net amount pay and the financial organization to which statement was sent at mid-month, if receiving a payment, and a comprehensive statement of pay, the leave and earning statement, at the end of the month via MyPay. These statements are created centrally by Defense Finance and Accounting Service. Military members must understand the pay system has processing cutoff dates that affect updates to their pay. The cutoff date is the day when Defense Finance and Accounting Service stops processing transactions against pay accounts for the current period so the regular payroll process can begin. The cutoff is necessary to compute, prepare, and transfer funds. While the cutoff dates fluctuate from month to month, they are generally around the 6th for the mid-month payday and the 20th for the end-of-month payday. Local Partial and Emergency Partial Payments Local cash payments are normally only authorized for overseas areas where on-base military banking facilities are not readily available. Exceptions may be granted for members assigned to classified or contingency operations where the exigencies of their assignments may require local cash or partial payments. Under extenuating circumstances, a stateside member may receive an emergency partial payment if the payment is deemed time-sensitive and required within 24 hours due to an unforeseen set of circumstances. The member's commander may authorize immediate cash payments up to the amount of accrued entitlement to date when deemed appropriate to the mission. Non-cash partial payments may be made via electronic funds transfer and deposited into the member's financial institution, normally in two to three business days. Partial payments are limited to the amount of pay and allowances the member has accrued to the date of the payment. Partial payments are recouped in full on the next available payday. Permanent Change of Station Advance Payments Advance payments of pay and allowances provide members with funds to meet extraordinary expenses incident to a government-ordered relocation that are directly related to the permanent change of station and not covered by other entitlements. A permanent change of station advance payment is an advance of up to three months of basic pay less the mandatory deductions of FICA, FITW, 
SITW, Air Force Retirement Home, and all known debts currently being deducted. Airman, first class, and below must have the approval of their immediate commander for advance pay. If the desired repayment period is greater than 12 months or the amount requested is greater than one month's basic pay, then all members must have the approval of their immediate commander. Repayment periods greater than 12 months are only approved in cases of financial hardship. Note, individual build account government travel charge card usage is authorized and highly encouraged for all permanent change of station related expenses. Permanent change of station allowances. Transportation allowance. When military members are ordered to perform a permanent change of station, they may receive a variety of travel allowances. Some of these allowances include Government procured transportation. Available United States certified air carriers must be used for all commercial air transportation of persons' property when the government funds the air travel. When the authorizing order-issuing official determines United States certified air carriers are unavailable, commercial air transportation on a non-United States certified air carrier may be authorized approved. Documentation explaining why United States certified air carrier service is not available must be provided to the traveler. Endorsements on the travel orders or government travel procurement document made in accordance with service guidance are acceptable. Travel time for travel by government conveyance, except government automobile or common carriers obtained by government procured transportation, is allowed for the actual time needed to travel over the direct route, including necessary delays for the transportation mode used. Use of privately owned conveyance. Uniformed service policy is to authorize, approve, as distinguished from permit, privately owned conveyance travel if acceptable to the member and advantageous to the government based on the facts in each case. Other allowable travel and transportation option include government conveyance or commercial carrier, reimbursement of parking fees, ferry fares, road, bridge, and tunnel tolls is authorized for privately owned conveyance over the most direct route between the stations involved. The member is also authorized a flat per diem at the standard continental United States rate for each permanent change of station travel day between authorized points up to the allowable travel time. Personally Procured Transportation Department of Defense policy mandates the use of the Commercial Travel Office for all official transportation requirements. A member who, despite the Department of Defense policy, procures common carrier transportation at personal expense for official travel is authorized reimbursement, except transoceanic travel, in which no reimbursement is authorized, up to the amount authorized. However, reimbursement must not exceed the cost for the authorized transportation and accommodations over a usually traveled direct route according to a schedule necessary to meet the requirements of the order. Commands, units, are expected to take appropriate disciplinary action when a member and or an authorizing order issuing official fail to follow the regulations concerning commercial travel office use. Consult the Joint Travel Regulation for additional information. Mixed Modes When both government-procured and personally-procured modes of transportation are used, the Air Force uses a combination of rules governed by the Joint Travel Regulation. The Local Financial Service Office can provide specific guidance. Dependent Travel A military member receives monetary allowance in lieu of transportation and flat rate per diem for the official distance dependents travel with him or her by privately owned vehicle. 
if dependents purchase commercial common carrier transportation, the member may be reimbursed for the actual cost of the transportation, not to exceed the cost the government would have incurred for ordered travel, and the member receives a per diem allowance for dependents. When the Air Force restricts travel of dependents to a location overseas, dependents may move at government expense to any place called the designated location, which must be approved and listed on the permanent change of station authorization. Within the continental United States, the member designates. With special approval, dependents may move outside the continental United States. Dislocation allowance. This allowance is paid at a rate determined by the Secretary of Defense and payable to all members with dependents when dependents relocate their household goods in conjunction with a permanent change of station. It is also payable to members without dependents if they are not assigned permanent government quarters upon arrival at the new permanent duty station. Temporary Lodging Expense and Temporary Lodging Allowance A member arriving or departing permanent change of station at a location within the continental United States may receive temporary lodging expense to help defray the added living expenses incurred while occupying temporary lodging. A member arriving or departing permanent change of station at a location outside the continental United States may receive temporary lodging allowance to help defray the added living expenses incurred while occupying temporary lodging. Temporary lodging expense is paid on a travel voucher. Temporary lodging allowance is paid in military pay and is reflected on the leave and earning statement. Shipment of Household Goods A member ordered on a permanent change of station move may ship household goods within certain weight limitations at government expense. Authorized weight allowances normally depend on the grade of the member and whether he or she has dependents. A member may be reimbursed for personally arranging for the shipment of household goods. Claims should be prepared and submitted according to service instructions. The government's cost limit is based on the member's maximum household goods weight allowance. That is, if the member transports household goods in excess of the authorized weight allowance, all payments are based on the authorized weight allowance. Shipment of Unaccompanied Baggage this provision refers to the portion of the permanent change of station weight allowance ordinarily transported separately from the major or bulk of household goods and usually is transported by an expedited mode. When the expedited transportation mode is commercial air, a maximum of 1,000 pounds net may be transported. Shipment of Privately Owned Vehicle when authorized, members may ship one privately owned vehicle at government expense when ordered to go on a permanent change of station to, from, or between locations overseas. Privately owned vehicle storage may be provided or authorized for personally arranging when shipment is prohibited or restricted. Mobile Home Shipment Members who own a mobile home should contact the Traffic Management Office to arrange transportation. In certain circumstances, members may arrange or contract personally for the movement of the mobile home. Shipment of a mobile home is in lieu of household goods transportation. Temporary Duty Entitlements Per Diem this allowance helps defray the cost of quarters, meals, and certain incidentals. Per diem rates depend on the temporary duty location. Travelers are paid a prescribed amount for meals and incidental expenses, plus the actual amount for lodging, not to exceed the maximum lodging rate for the specific location. The rates depend on the availability of government facilities, such as quarters and dining facilities. Transportation 
Policy mandates that uniformed service members use available commercial travel offices to arrange official travel. The mode of transportation used between the points designated in the travel order will determine the transportation entitlement. On the other hand, if the member receives authorization to travel at personal expense, he or she will receive a reimbursement limited to what cost the government would have incurred for the authorized mode of travel. Consult the transportation office or commercial travel office for assistance. Miscellaneous Reimbursable Expenses Reimbursable travel-related expenses include travel from home or place of lodging to the servicing transportation terminal by taxi, limousine, bus, or privately owned vehicle, passports and visas, and rental vehicles when authorized on travel orders. Temporary Duty Expenses When the temporary duty is completed, the traveler is responsible for electronically filing a voucher, defense travel system, or preparing his or her DD Form 1351-2 travel voucher or sub-voucher to claim reimbursement for official travel within five business days upon return to permanent duty station. The traveler is responsible for the truth and accuracy of the information. When the traveler signs the form, and this signature authority must never be delegated, he or she attest that the statements are true and complete, and that he or she is aware of the liability for filing a false claim. All claims and attached statements shall be completed using ink, typewriter, or computer-generated forms. The member is expected to pay the amount billed from the government travel charge card company upon receipt of the monthly statement. Electronic funds transfer is the mandatory means by which a travel claim is settled. The split disbursement option in defense travel system, which permits direct payment via electronic funds transfer to the government travel charge card contractor for charges incurred on the individual billed account government travel charge card and to the cardholder for any residual amount will be utilized. Split disbursement enables travelers to elect the amount of money to be forwarded to the government travel charge card contractor. In cases where the traveler is temporary duty for 45 days or more, he or she shall file an interim voucher or have scheduled partial payments set up in defense travel system every 30 days and use split disbursement to pay the bill. An extended temporary duty trip is no excuse for late payment of the government travel charge card bill. The Government Travel Charge Card Program Purpose The travel card program is intended to facilitate and standardize the use by Department of Defense travelers of a safe, effective, convenient, commercially available method to pay for expenses incident to official travel, including local travel. The travel card is used to improve Department of Defense cash management, reduce Department of Defense and traveler administrative workloads, and facilitate better service to Department of Defense travelers. In addition, because of the refund feature of the travel card program, the program results in cost savings for the department. Agency Program Coordinators An agency program coordinator is an individual, uniformed member, employee, contractor, or foreign national, designated in writing by a commander or director as responsible for the management of the travel card program. Agency program coordinators are responsible to manage the travel card program within their hierarchy in accordance with Department of Defense Financial Management Regulation, Volume 9, Chapter 3, and understand policies and procedures set forth in the Air Force Government Travel Charge Card Guide and the Department of Defense Financial Management Regulation. Card Use 
Unless otherwise exempted, all Department of Defense personnel are required to use the government sponsored, contractor issued government travel charge card for all expenses arising from official government travel. These expenses include lodging, transportation expenses, local ground transportation, and rental car expenses authorized on travel orders. The cardholder, while in a travel status, may use the card for non reimbursable incidental travel expenses, such as rental movies, personal telephone calls, exercise fees, and beverages, when these charges are not part of a separate room billing or meal and are reasonable. Government travel charge cardholders obtain cash as authorized through automated teller machines rather than obtaining cash advances from Department of Defense disbursing officer. Travelers may use the government travel charge card at a specified network of automated teller machines to obtain cash needed to pay for out of pocket travel related expenses. The travel card vendor assigns a personal identification number to each cardholder, together with card issuance, to permit automated teller machine access. Automated teller machine advances will not be obtained earlier than three working days before scheduled travel and are limited to authorized expenses exempt from mandatory card usage, meals, incidentals, miscellaneous expenses, etc. The travel card vendor will charge the cardholder a transaction fee for automated teller machine use. This includes international transaction fees made as a result of any foreign currency conversion. These charges, which appear on the cardholder's billing statement, are typically part of the incidental expense portion of per diem and are therefore no longer separate reimbursable expenses. In addition, some banks charge a service fee for automated teller machine access. This fee is also part of the incidental expense portion of per diem and are no longer reimbursable. Card Abuse Commanders or supervisors will not tolerate the misuse of the Department of Defense Government Travel Charge Card. Cardholders who misuse their Department of Defense Government Travel Charge Card are subject to appropriate administrative or disciplinary action. The cardholder will only use the Government Travel Charge Card while in official travel status. How to Pay the Card Company The travel card vendor provides detailed monthly bills. Cardholders are responsible for payment in full of outstanding balances due in the monthly billing statement from the travel card vendor. Payments should be made promptly within the current billing cycle. Military service members who travel temporary duty and use government credit cards must use the split disbursement feature within Defense Travel System, which automatically pays the credit card vendor for credit card charges while on official travel. Cardholders must designate the total outstanding balance incurred while traveling as split disbursement when filing their vouchers. A late fee per billing cycle may be assessed for individually billed accounts that are 75 days past the closing date of the account statement on which the charges first appeared. Travel card considerations during a permanent change of station. Individuals are required to use the government travel charge card during a permanent change of station. Credit limit increases and deferred payment options are available to accommodate the extended travel times of a permanent change of station move. The individual is still responsible for keeping the bill current while in a permanent change of station status. The cardholder must notify the losing agency program coordinator before departing the old duty station and gaining agency program coordinator upon reporting to a new duty station.
The losing agency program coordinator will update the travel card account to mission critical status and set a future date in the travel card company's electronic access system to deactivate the cardholder's account based on permanent change of station travel order report no later than date. The agency program coordinator will also submit a transfer request to the travel card vendor so the individual is removed from that unit's reporting hierarchy level. The gaining agency program coordinator will ensure the transfer request is processed by the travel card vendor when the member arrives so the account information can be updated. The gaining agency program coordinator will also clear the deactivation date within the travel card vendor's electronic access system. Delinquencies Cardholders are responsible for repayment in full of the amount stated on the monthly billing statement. The travel card vendor will submit to defense finance and accounting service accounts that are 126 days past due for salary offset processing. The travel card vendor may also initiate pay garnishment proceedings through the judicial system against cardholder accounts over 126 days delinquent. Upon written request of the travel card vendor, Department of Defense may act on their behalf and collect by payroll deduction from the amount of pay owed to the cardholder any funds the cardholder owes to the travel charge card vendor as a result of delinquencies not disputed by the cardholder on the government travel charge card. If the travel card vendor cannot initiate pay garnishment proceedings and the cardholder account is over 210 days delinquent, the travel card vendor will charge off the account and report the delinquency to the credit bureau. The debt will then be collected through a third-party collection agency assigned by the travel card vendor. Collection of Debts Debts to the Federal Government an Air Force member who owes debts to the federal government or instrumentalities of the government does not have to give his or her consent for the Air Force to collect. Generally, for debts that exceed $100, the individual must be given due process. That is, the individual must receive notification of the pending collection of a debt and be given a chance to repay the debt before any withholding action occurs. However, due process need not be completed before the start of a collection action if an individual's estimated date of separation is not sufficient to complete collection and the Air Force would be unlikely to collect the debt. Due process may not apply when the collection action can be completed within two monthly pay periods. The Air Force may also collect debts involving any federal agency, portions of a reenlistment bonus not served, delinquent hospital bills for family members, excess shipment of household goods, loss or damage to government property, and erroneous payments made to or on behalf of the member by the Air Force. Waiver and Remission Provisions Military members may request relief from valid debts by applying for waiver or remission of the debt. The local financial services office has specific guidance and can provide assistance regarding these programs. Waiver of Claims for Erroneous Payments of Pay and Allowances When a member receives erroneous pay or allowances, he or she may apply for a waiver of claims by the United States. A waiver may be granted when there is no indication of fraud, misrepresentation, fault, or lack of good faith on the part of the member or any other person having an interest in obtaining a waiver of the claim. Defense Finance and Accounting Service will rule on all waivers. When filing for a waiver, the collection of the indebtedness must be started. Remission A regular Air Force or separated member or his or her commander may apply for remission of a member's indebtedness to the United States. 
The Air Force may not remit or cancel any debt due to non-collection of court-martial forfeiture, in addition to the circumstances creating the debt and the issue of good faith on the part of the member. Financial hardship may be a factor for consideration. The United States Air Force Uniformed Thrift Savings Plan Purpose The Thrift Savings Plan is a retirement savings and investment plan established for federal employees as part of the Federal Employees Retirement Act of 1986. Participation in the plan for uniformed service members is authorized by law. The plan offers traditional thrift saving plan, tax-deferred advantages similar to those in an individual retirement account, or 401k plan. Traditional thrift saving plan contributions can be taken out of pay before taxes are computed. As a result, individual tax obligations are reduced. Roth contributions are taken out of your paycheck after your income is taxed. When you withdraw your funds at a future date, your contributions will be tax-free since you already paid taxes on the contributions. Participating in the Traditional and Roth Thrift Saving Plan A member is authorized to contribute from 1 to 92% of their basic pay. Members are not permitted to contribute more than 92% of their basic pay so that required deductions of Social Security and Medicare can be made. If a member is contributing to the Thrift Saving Plan from basic pay, the member is also authorized to contribute bonuses, incentive, or special pay. As of January 2017, the maximum Thrift Savings Plan contribution amount for 2017 is $18,000 for deferred and Roth contributions and up to $54,000 total combined, deferred, exempt, traditional, and Roth contributions. The amounts contributed to the traditional and Roth thrift savings plan must be stated as a whole percent. Members have the ability to manage their thrift savings plan via MyPay. Those requiring customer assistance for thrift savings plan pay-related questions leave and earning statement interpretations and financial issues may contact their financial service office. Education and Awareness The personal financial readiness is a core service of the Airman and Family Readiness Center, and they offer information, education, and personal financial counseling to help individuals and families maintain financial stability and reach their financial goals.